0: It was a sweltering summer's day in January of 1993 when Ralph Vollmer came to the conclusion that enough was enough. His wife's behaviour had been deteriorating for long enough now. She was, he decided, possessed by the devil. This is Katie, and you're listening to the Terrible Things Podcast. This podcast contains themes that some people may find distressing. Listener discretion is advised. Ralph Vollmer and his wife Joan lived in a small Victorian town of Antwerp, 356 kilometres northwest of Melbourne. Ralph and Joan were two of just a handful of individuals who called the rural town their home. The couple lived an uncomplicated life, pig farming to make a living and attending the local church on a Sunday. That was until Joan's behaviour became so intolerable that Ralph came to the conclusion that his wife was possessed. Ralph told friends of his that Joan would tear her clothes off and run naked through the fields, use offensive language, dance outside at inappropriate times, behave like a pig, and that she would, quote, act like a prostitute. At first, Ralph resorted to locking his wife in the basement of their home or tying her to their bed. However, Joan became hysterical, screaming and protesting so loudly that Ralph was unable to sleep and so he reached out to a neighbour of theirs who happened to be the leader of their local Christian community, a man named John Reichenbach. John Reichenbach and his wife Leanne came as quickly as they could and were instantly in agreement with Ralph. Joan was undoubtedly the victim of a serious demonic possession. Believing they needed even more help, Ralph called in another friend on the telephone, Leah Clugston, Leah had started her own church after being excommunicated from the Lutheran Church for her, quote, excessive diagnosis of demonic possessions. As one would expect, Leah agreed with the consensus of the group. It was then decided that Joan was inhabited by no less than 10 individual demonic presences. John Reichenbach read some passages of the Bible over Joan. However, the man had seemingly more pressing matters to attend to and so he left his wife Leanne with Ralph to watch over Joan. After John had left, Ralph and Leanne got to work. The pair tied Joan down with her own stockings, also deciding to withhold all food and water in order to starve the demons inside of Joan. The pair prayed over Joan as she began to complain of hunger and thirst, simply praying louder as the woman began to beg. This continued for days. Despite the crippling 40-plus degrees Celsius temperatures, Joan was allowed nothing to quench her thirst. As Joan became dehydrated and malnourished, Ralph and Leanne believed their plan to be working. The demons were becoming weaker. And yet they continued to fight back, violently screaming and struggling against the restraints. At this point, Leanne and Ralph decided to call for more backup, and so they reached out to another member of the church, David Klingner. With David now on their side, the trio ramped up their backyard exorcism. Joan's restraints were tightened, and the group began to slap her in the face whenever she seemed to be slipping out of consciousness due to her absolute exhaustion. Every time Joan tried to close her eyes, they would hold them open against her will, so the demons would have to confront the Lord. This seemed to anger the demons within Joan, as she became increasingly angry, sobbing and screaming abuse at her captors. Ralph knew this could no longer be his wife, and thus he felt no remorse for the treatment they were inflicting on her. When the trio again began to struggle with Joan, they called for even more backup, this time in the form of Matthew Nuss, a 23-year-old man with years of exorcism experience and a self-proclaimed ability to communicate directly with God. When Matthew arrived, he wasted little time taking control of the whole situation. Matthew sent the others to fetch clingfilm and olive oil for the next steps of his ritual. He blessed the oil and ordered that everyone cover themselves in it for their own protection. Matthew then took the cling film and wrapped it around the house seven times, covering the doors and windows to protect against new demonic forces entering the property. His next instructions involved destroying all of Joan's possessions with a sledgehammer, in case of any demonic forces being attached to them. Joan's flowerbeds and an outdoor greenhouse were also ripped up and destroyed for the same reason. In the early morning hours of January 30th, Matthew and Usk decided they needed a new strategy to expel the remaining demons. Positioning himself directly in front of Joan's face, he began screaming abuse at the demons, demanding they identify themselves, all while smacking Joan's face with the full force of his hand. Eventually. Matthew declared he had identified three remaining demons, Legion, the Master of Outrage, and a mother and daughter named Princess Joan and Princess Baby Joan. The only way to expel these demons, he said, was to beat them out of her. And so, Joan was moved into the kitchen and strapped down to another chair up against the fireplace. She was then beaten excessively. She was kicked and punched repeatedly and had her head slammed into the wall. The demons fought aggressively for a while before resorting to sobbing and weeping in a desperate attempt to appeal to the group's sympathies. At some point, this all became too much for Ralph, who had to leave the room, finally confronted with the reality of the violence being perpetrated against his wife. While Joe screamed, Ralph consulted God for guidance, which he received through the voices of Leanne, David, and Matthew. It was not Joan who was being hurt, only the demonic forces inhabiting her body. Everything the group was doing was for Joan's own good. They were saving her life. Ralph eventually rejoined the group in the kitchen. Joan stared up at her husband, her eyes bleeding through the tears. Ralph returned his wife's gaze momentarily before smashing her in the face with a bible. By the afternoon, Matthew was convinced that only two demons remained. The mother and daughter, Princess Joan and Princess Baby Joan. Matthew claimed the two demons were huddled in Joan's stomach. They needed to be forced from her body. Subsequently, Joan's beaten and bruised body was moved to the bedroom, where she was tied down to the bed for one final exorcism. Leanne began by sitting on Joan's stomach bouncing up and down, crushing her abdomen in an attempt to move the demons. After a while, it was decided that the demons had ascended to Joan's chest, and so Leanne and Matthew took turns compressing Joan's chest and beating her breasts. As the demons moved upwards again, their folks did too. They began viciously beating Joan's face, and squeezing their hands around her neck. After these further two hours of violent torture, The demons were only just clinging onto Joan's body, on the tip of her tongue. While Leanne, Ralph and David held Joan in place, Matthew forced her mouth open, almost to the point of dislocating her jaw, allowing adequate room for the demons to make their escape. They all stayed in this position for the best part of an hour, ignoring the river of tears running from Joan's eyes and the gurgling noises arising from her throat. Eventually, Joan fell silent. All the thrashing and moaning ceased. Ralph later said, when the demons finally released their hold on her, she was hissing and frothing, and they came out with a groan. The reality was, of course, that Joan Vollmer had died. The massive pressure on her neck had crushed her thyroid cartilage, causing her to suffer a catastrophic heart attack. The group began to celebrate their success, but Ralph quickly pointed out that his wife had no pulse, nor was she breathing. Matthew assured Ralph that this was perfectly normal, insisting that if they prayed over her body, Joan would be resurrected before morning, the Joan Vollmer that Ralph had known and loved. With this, Matthew left the farmhouse. After a whole night of praying and with no signs of life, Ralph called the Baptist minister Roger acts for guidance. When Roger arrived, he found Leanne, Ralph and David eating lunch while the decaying body of Joan laying on the kitchen table, fluids seeping from her body. As carefully as he could, Roger suggested to the trio that they contact the police. When officers arrived, they found the group still praying over Joan as her body continued to rot in the blistering summer heat. Ralph tried to tell the officers that his wife would shortly rise from the dead, and yet she never did. It wasn't until Joan Vollmer's funeral three days later, as the dirt began to cover her coffin, that Ralph realized that his wife was never coming back. Ralph Vollmer, Leanne Reichenbach, David Klingner, and Matthew Nuss were all charged with manslaughter in regard to the death of Joan Vollmer. After a lengthy trial, the jury found the four defendants guilty of manslaughter, recklessly causing serious injury and false imprisonment. At their sentencing hearing, the judge came to say, quote, You put Joan through an ordeal that can only be described as bizarre and quite extraordinary. Seen objectively, that ordeal was cruel. Yet I do accept that you set about subjecting her to that ordeal, honestly believing that it was for her own good and that she was truly possessed by demons. Ralph Vollmer and Matsey Nuss were both given suspended sentences and served no jail time for their crimes. Leanne Reichenbach served four months for her involvement, and David Klingner served only three months for his. Shortly following Joan's death, Ralph Vollmer left the Antelope farmhouse and moved to Queensland to settle down with his new wife. Despite being sold twice... The Volmers and that farmhouse has never been lived in since Joan's death in 1993.